Down at Third Man, the cricket podcast. Talking all things cricket, from club cricket to million pound franchises to the Test Match Arena. Proudly supported by Woodstock Cricket. Hey up and welcome again to the Down at Third Man podcast where A. Lalo looks like a beetroot on camera at the moment and is picking his nose. As always, before we get going, big shout out to Woodstock Cricket as A tries to kiss the camera as well. Only action he's getting tonight, it seems. <laughs> All right. Uh, wow. So, big shout out to Woodstock Cricket as always, our supporters. Have a look at their gear. They've just signed Matt Carter, who will be playing for Trent Rockets in the hundred. So you'll be seeing a bit of their kit alongside Benny Owl in the in the hundred over the next few weeks. Got our discount code Thirdman25 for 25% off. So go and have a look. Of course, we're also supporting cardiac risk in the young cry. Still get bat stickers with us, and Portill have just announced their cry day in memory of Nathan Butler, um, due at the end of August. They're looking for raffle prizes, so if you can support that in any way, please give them a shout. Please give Dan Hancock a shout and help them out with some raffle prizes. Right, all three of us are here tonight. We've all, we've all made it. Jono has now got seven weeks of sitting on his arse, as he keeps liking to remind me and aid all about. Yeah. How are we, boys? I'm alright, mate. I'm alright. Busy, mate. Busy. Busy. Went to the gelato shop, aren't you, today, I've seen? No, last night, mate. No, it was last night, sorry, mate. Not going to be open in the middle of the day, you're saying, is it? Oh, why not? It's gelato is fucking ice cream. I like ice cream at dinner time, mate. Me. <laughs> not going to lie to you. Yeah, what is it? It's like a pint. So they're not allowed to open <laughs> to under 18s before a certain time. This is a lally who drinks a pint. It's like a bad shop and they don't open till like five o'clock. Because they're owned by the same people, aren't they? Oh, I can't believe Audley's got its own gelato shop, to be fair, mate. Going up in the world. Centre of the universe, mate. Audley and Irish. The joys. Uh, so, how, how are we in terms of cricket, boys? Just happy after the weekend, or...? I'm very happy, mate. Yeah. Has <laughs> Johnny got a duck and we fucking dicked him? <laughs> first in four years, I believe, Jono. Uh, first duck in four years, mate. The uh, last time I got a duck, it was the first ball of the... Could well have been first ball of the game, actually. Uh, Rob Price got me out. when it Oh, he did Yeah. <laughs> got oh, relegated. We got relegated that day as well. Oh, dear. We won't we talk anymore about that, though. First ball but game. don't worry, he kept telling everyone after he got a duck, Saturday. The last time he played me, he got 100. Yeah, I've yeah. got to remind people, haven't I'm you? Averaging, uh, I'm averaging over 100 there from two innings, to be fair. That's fair effort, fair effort. And his cousin actually stays for a drink on that, John. Ooh, here we go. Bit of, bit of maskery slander. Right then, I've got to say, it's a bit of a sort of a festival of cricket going on over the next few weeks. We've just had England versus Pakistan. We've got the 100 and we've got England-India talk about. So plenty to talk about before we even talk about the key cricket in North Staffs. I guess it's only right we start with last night, England-Pakistan T20s. Went to decide England won. Great game of cricket at Old Trafford. Who impressed us the most out of that England team, boys? Uh, Roy. What, just Roy or...? Roy I, I didn't see his ball, mate, to be honest. Oh, so I just turned on the flat. Rashid bowled well. Four for very well. Googly did for Barbara Zamdin, which is always nice to watch. Um, Livingston, of course. I mean, the perfect cricketers innings, six and then out next ball, fair play. Big six. <laughs> mm, did his job, though, didn't he? He went miles as well. Yeah, gave yeah, it. 
it opened my eyes to see what the others were fucking about at. But yeah. Uh, mm. Basically, Roy was just sweeping the fuck out of it. Which was good to see, because to be fair, Jason Roy's sweep in the past has been his shitty shot, if we're being really honest. Every time someone tried to sit down the ground, they kept going out. Yeah. Think... If you hit it square the wickets, it was his best. Turning ball and a sticky pitch, they were saying, was the issue with hitting down the ground, weren't they? So it was good seeing them, I guess, show that they can do it against what is quite a good Pakistan team, I think it's fair to say. They won the first first game of the series. They played very, very well. Um, England a bit more comfortable over the last, well, over the next game. And then the last game should have been, or I think most people thought was going to be comfortable when Roy was still in, ended up being a bit tight. Chris Jordan winning it with two balls to go. A good little cameo from Owen Morgan. But I guess the big talking point from the game, really, is that he got Livingston down at seven. David Milan came in at three and scored, was it something like 31 off about 33 balls? Mm. Is there a place for David Milan? Because I know, I think it was possibly Ben Jones from Crickviz said about the issue is, is that you want an anchor when you're on a difficult pitch like that and yet that is where David Milan struggles the most. You don't want an anchor when you're on a road and you could be hitting 220 and that's when David Milan plays best and he's like, he just doesn't just doesn't work and this, this England team doesn't need an anchor, not with the talent it's got. What did you make of Milan last night? He had to anchor the innings a little bit, didn't he? But then when he's time to start, when, basically when he was in, he then couldn't get both square. <laughs> yeah, he seemed to struggle to accelerate into yesterday. And then you've got people coming in lower down from first ball having to basically tee off. Mm. When he should have been then the one that was in to, you know, the other lad at the other end should have got the ones and he should have been the one that started pushing on. But Couldn't even rotate strike properly last night, could he? No. No, and I think, to be fair, it seemed something that Morgan struggled with as well. I know Morgan then went on and did accelerate, but at the beginning, Morgan also seemed to struggle. I don't know if it was just left-handers against those certain bowlers that were used by Pakistan, and if they, they maybe got their match-ups right, because I know that was something... I keep, it, I keep hearing that term, mate, match-ups. I haven't got a fucking clue what it means, but match-ups, <laughs> yeah. Well, the basis is, is that you bowl certain bowlers to certain people, isn't it? If you bowl... The off spinner's gonna have a better chance against the the left arm left handed batter, and that was why they were calling on the fact that Livingston probably should have come in sooner to, to so it wasn't too left hander, so it didn't make it an easy decision for Barbara Zam on who to bowl. Um I would have put Livingston higher up anyway, just because I'd say he's the better play, player, if I'm honest. I think it was that simple. I'd have had him in probably at five. Well, assuming that you were gonna play that that team, I'd still have had him in at five. And push Morgan and Moeen down, if I'm honest. Yeah, it made no sense uh, Moeen at five and Livingston at seven. When yeah. Livingston, I don't know if they were just trying things out because obviously we haven't got that many games before the the World Cup. So he thought, oh, we'll just try things out. Because obviously in the first game we tried a bit of a different team, but obviously that didn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, on form, it should have been, well, probably four or five, shouldn't it? Yeah, you would think so, wouldn't you? Um, so I guess the. Obviously, as we say, Pakistan with his team, it's a good win for England. It's good seeing them win on that sort of pitch. But as you just said, there's hardly any games left now. I know we've got a little bit of a tour to Pakistan and probably Bangladesh before the World Cup. But by that point, you'd imagine the squad is basically chosen. 
you would imagine there won't be really much debate. There might be one or maybe two at most players going there fighting for a place. Who do we think goes as your as your starting eleven? I know, Jono, you've been thinking about this deeply and have got three different versions. So I'm going to yeah. start with you. Okay, thank you. Can we do the top six first? Because I think that's pretty easy. No, fuck that. Eleven. No, because I think Jono's going to be debating with you. The top six is right. Eleven in batting order. Phil Salt, James Vince. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Uh, Jason Roy, unanimous, agreed. Yeah, yeah, Roy. Well, unanimous. What if Ailes is available? Ailes isn't available. Let's give up on it. As much as I'd love him, be. Yeah, fair play. Let's give up on it. Yeah. Butler opening, unanimous. Yeah. Got to open. Stokes three. Yes, hundred and twelve percent. Yeah, I would like to see Stokes tried there. Uh, Young Johnny Bairstow at four. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Liam Livingston at five. Yeah, yeah, going well. Uh, I've then got... Um, I've actually got Moeen Alley at six. I did debate this, to be fair, but then Morgan's captain, he's going to play, isn't he? Yeah. Unless you've got Morgan at seven. I've got Morgan at seven. Ooh, nah. Nah, see, I think... If, six if you, or not, don't play. If, yeah, if you're picking him, you've got to pick him as that specialist finisher for me at number six. If he's back, if he's at seven, should be an all-rounder spot. Yeah. Okay, I'll allow it. Continue. So I've got uh, more than six. At eight, uh, I've got Sam Curran. Too low. Uh, well, he's bowled left arm teammate, so I couldn't give a footway back because if we need any more than the top seven in twenty overs, I don't think sometimes you're going to get four overs out of him. That's yeah. I'd have him at seven, and then if you need two or three overs, because he can't, he, probably the middle overs, if you need him in there, he can go round park. See, I was picking between, I've, I've wrote down Moeen or Sam Curran, depending on where you're playing and who you're playing against, as, num- as your number seven. We're yeah, you're Amy, so you can have two spinners. Mm, that's, you yeah, I, I think you is a lot better for Seaman, isn't it, than... Well, it depends where you're playing, doesn't it? You don't want to. You're not going to pick three spinners at Charger because it's tiny, so you'll you'll go out and out pace. But if you go into some of the other venues, you might want Moe and Livingston and uh, obviously Rashid. Right. Anyway, carrying on. Uh, Rashid is at nine. Arch is at ten because people keep telling me he can bat, but I don't think he can. <laughs> and uh, Woods at eleven. I agree with them three. So just missing out of my team um, are uh, David Willey. He's in my squad. He's missing out. Um, Tamar Mills. Ooh. I like it. A bolter. Missed out of my team. And uh, Wokesy has just missed out of my team as well. No Saqib. Um no. I reckon Saki will be in instead of Mills because if Mills is going to play in... Well, if he's going to go to the World Cup, he's going to play in some of these games, won't he? Okay, I'll allow that, yeah. Yeah. I just... I, I think the, like the left arm option. The bowling lineup can change, probably from seven down, but I think the top six is pretty nailed on. So, dude, you've got that. What, I just don't know what order you're going to put them all in. 
That also so, means that uh, the following are going to miss out. Nice guy, David Milan. Yeah. Going to miss out. Yeah. But I think I'll probably take him. Um, I'd think about taking Vince the form he's in. I'd have a think about taking Vince as well. Scored another one need, just yesterday. You don't need to. You don't, and didn't he? Um, didn't he play twice in a day? Yes. <laughs> um, I, I'll be honest. I don't. I don't think you take Tom Curran. No. All of those five <laughs> above Tom Curran. Yeah, definitely. Probably I think it's a game because his brother's half decent. Yeah. Um, no. I bet you Tom Curran goes though. Bet you. Yeah. I'll have, I'll have probably. Him. Sadly. Um. And then I probably take. Uh, how many people can I pick? Seventeen. Did you mention Jordan, by the way? No, did not pick him. Not in any. Not even in the squad. I'd take Willie Wokes, Sakib over Chris Jordan. I really like Chris Jordan. He seems like an absolute stand-up guy. He seems very, very well liked, but he bowls off absolute buffets. I believe he's got the highest economy rate of any bowler who's bowled three hundred balls in twenty twenty ever. Um. But he, he only went bat. for five off yesterday's last over. So he, he can he's, bat. He's in overs. He can bat. Yes, I understand that. He can bat. And he's the most unbelievable athlete in a field you've ever seen in your life. But other than that, I don't, you don't, this is not club cricket. You don't pick someone because they can field. <laughs> not like we do. <laughs> mm. We need 11th man, someone who yeah, can so field. Basically, I'd have Morgan at six. Yeah. I think you agree with me there, Tierney. Yeah. Ali or Quarren, depending on conditions. Yeah, seven. You've still got Livingston that can bowl you two or three. Yeah. You might need Quarren in Livingston. And you've got Stokes. And Stokes to bowl you four overs. So you've got options there. Yeah. And then the bowlers could literally be anything. <laughs> Rashid, yeah, I've got... Rashid's nailed on with Archer. Yeah, Rashid and Archer nailed on. Wood, there's a choice I between. Wood. I don't think Wood's nailed on. I think Wood's nailed on for 80% of games, but I reckon they'll rest him for one or two based on conditions so if when it's a pitch that turns you might see the pit moeen and yeah. pick say sam curran to and play both of them if you know what i mean but yeah you... have... I, I did have wokes in just because he can also bat but do you need him at eight really if see my eight jordan or willie depending on who you pick as you yeah they're going to seven. Pick Chris Jordan, mate, because they've got like a severe love in with Chris Jordan. Yeah, oh, they, they probably will. I would only pick. It I would pick Jordan if like Jake Ball went as well. Hasn't Jake Ball oh, got a central yeah. contract? <laughs> um, I think he might have some form of white ball one, but Absolutely I don't. Good. I don't. I can't. But I don't think. I hope he wouldn't go when we've named so many good bowlers. But I would be going on the fact that if Moeen plays, I probably play David Willey. So I've still got a left arm. Mm. Oh, Seam option at eight, but then if I'm picking, if I'm picking Sam Curran, I probably then go for for Chris Jordan to bowl me my death overs. But it's not it's not ideal either way. I want to say because yeah, death Archer overs are still struggling. Archer and Rashid play every game. Yeah, and then the other two out of four or five can let's to be any of them. I don't think anyone really stand. Probably would, but then again, at that pace, he can also go around the park. He did against India. He did in some games against India. Went on the ball, but then other games he was, he was taking yeah, awesome. for nothing. So yeah, his game. I think Woods always going to be a player who's very hit and miss. And you know, I think you just got to accept that and mm-hmm. accept that maybe even some games you only bowl him three overs. So that's why it's good that you've got say Stokes and Livingston who can pick up an extra over or two if really really need to. I think if you play Wood, Archer, Rashid, I know you shouldn't be going down to number eight, but your number eight probably does need to be able to bat like. 
won't mm. go. Jordan just think, like a bit like last night. Because if England are going to go from ball one to like the whole way through, eight, you're still probably going to need someone who can actually hold a bat, unlike Archer. And but then Archer in T20 does give it to Biff. He does give it to Biff. He does in the IPL anyway. Don't know about anywhere else. So, well, only in the IPL, mate. Nothing at literally nowhere else. So looking at obviously the squad a bit wider, do you, is there anyone? Obviously, we've heard Timal Mills be mentioned. Is there anyone invinced? Is there anyone we think could be a bolter and nip in the squad last minute? Do you think there'll be any shot people not included in the squad? Because as much as I wouldn't play Milan, I still reckon he makes the squad. As much as I wouldn't pick Tom Curran, I still think there's a fair chance he might get in. Is there anyone we think could be a shock inclusion or exclusion from the squad in general? Phil Salt. I don't think you'll quite And can keep. I would Actually, like I it. think they take Tom Banton. As the backup, oh, well, yeah. don't forget Best is your backup keeper. But if you take Banton, yeah, I think Banton will be the backup top three batsman. I think Vince will be unlucky miss out because I think his form says that he probably should be in there over Banton. To be fair, um, it's the bowlers. I think like Wokes, Wokes has come back in after not played in like three years in T Twenty, done really well, got an injury, and now. Probably won't make the World Cup. Probably won't. No, will he? To be fair. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I would be desperate. I would like to have him in. But is there any point taking him when, to be fair, even for me, I wouldn't. I would still not have him as even my number one backup bowler. To be fair, so is there any point taking him, or do you let him get ready for the Ashes? But then, does he even? I think he should play in the Ashes. But does anyone? Does everyone else think he plays? We call him back, so we need someone to eight in the tests. But that's the well, subject. Wow, well, that'll be what we'll get on to in a sec. Any other shock inclusions or exclusions, or do you think it's pretty? It'll be Tom pretty Sibley. as expected. Tom Sibley. That Tom I would like to Get him in. Sibbers is in. Does an unreal for you the team. Well. A team that can't play T20s for England and then just done that, like the, the <laughs> nudger and fudger. So basically, like John Owen, Tom Sibley opening. Uh, two and a three. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Just throwing it out there that I had a strike rate second in our club. We should set that as a competition, Tierney. The county cricket non T2011. Non T2011. Well, we'll put that out there to people, see if they can come up with an 11. Do we want to go county or do we just want to go players who've played for England over the last however many years? Well, it could be an inter- if you're struggling, it could be an international 11. Well, true, yeah. I'm Pajar. sure. Yeah. <laughs> Pajara and Jeffrey Boycott o- opening. What, what a joy that would be to watch. Right, I guess it's only fair then we talk about the test squad. So, test squad was announced for just the first two tests. So, there is a bit of a break between the second and third test, in which point the 100 knockout games occur. So, it is pretty possible that there could be quite a few changes in between that second and third test, I guess it's hoped that some of the people who've who've missed out on in the squad today actually could be available come come the third test. So I know Joffrey Archer, possibly Ben folks, um, Chris Wokes, they're, they're expecting to be available by then. But the squad, obviously, Roots captain Jimmy Anderson, shock inclusion for some people in Johnny Bairstow, Don Best returns. You would assume as the second spinner. Stuart Broad, Roy Burns, Josh Butler as the wicketkeeper, or the number one wicketkeeper, 
Zach Crawley still keeps his place. Sam Curran. Asiba Miru, last time I checked, it at 50 today against India. Um, is he still going? Go on, lad. Uh, Dan Lawrence, Jack Leach, Ollie Pope, I was surprised to see on the fact that, I mean, as far as everyone's been saying in the news for the last week, is injured and won't be fit for the first game. Ollie Robinson returns after his Twitter ban. Um, Dom Sibley, Ben Stokes is back fit, enough to play, and Mark Wood. What do we make of the squad? Not really anyone else. Maybe Bracey, yeah. but didn't you say you might be injured? I believe he's got some form of injury or knock, which is why he hasn't played for the County Championship 11, because I think the aim was is that both him and Hasiba Mead had obviously have a practice go basically against India, but he had to pull out because of something. So I would assume that might be why he's not been picked. Because um, to be honest, I would have him as next in line for the top three. As much as Hasiba Mead, I really hope does well. I don't think it's maybe a bit, still a bit too early to get him have him as the, the next cab off the rank, but maybe that's just me being a bit harsh on him. Did get 100 against India, mate. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but, I mean, I, to be fair, some people were calling for David Milan and now calling for James Vince because he had a ton in one-day cricket based on the fact that they both scored 80-odd in Australia and Ashes previously. So some people were asking for them. I guess the main one is Johnny Bairstow. Now, as much as I wouldn't have Johnny Bairstow in the squad, not necessarily because of him, but because I would suggest that he'd be more use in the in the hundred playing for the Welsh Fire than carrying drinks. Because let's be honest, surely he is only in because he is the backup keeper. Because if James Bracey and Ben Folks aren't available, there is no other keeper available who has been involved in an England squad in the last three years, four years. John Simpson. <laughs> Well, that's, I guess, then that is it. And you're then going down the path of picking someone. So, again, you'd be picking John Simpson, who will keep every game for London Spirit, I would imagine. You're picking him to go and, again, one, run water bottles. I wouldn't pick Bear, so I'd have tried to find someone else, I'll be honest. I'd have probably picked maybe a different wicketkeeper from the county champ just to have the experience, maybe. But Why don't we do what we did against New Zealand and just give someone who has hardly kept Ollie Poe in New Zealand and just... Well, yeah, that's good luck. I would assume the reason, again, Ollie Pope isn't the backup keeper is the fact that he's not really fit. And it's totally won't be fit for the first game. And I can't imagine you'd want your wicket keeper or your backup wicket keeper being a player who's been out for the last two months with a thigh injury. Not um, Can't imagine that would be the the best option. Well, um, well, you, you just knew that was going to be the squad, really, more or less. Yeah. I mean, Ollie Dom Robert, Best... Maybe just because of what's been going on and whatever. And I thought he'd always be back, though. I yeah. felt like that was the thing. Oh, we'll make sure he's back yeah, then. Yeah. So then it's over. And yeah. people don't talk about it anymore because it's over then. He's, he's mm. back, he's in. Um, Dom Best, but then he's done well, Dom Best, as in the County Championship and Red Bull Cricket. So probably deserves his, his spot Has he back, got a I gig guess. in like any of this 100 stuff? No, see, he ain't got a gig so, in the team. So, you know, makes I sense. think he should start, Leach, but... the. The likelihood is they might not even play a spinner, so... Yeah, know. I wouldn't be shocked if they don't start with, but I think they're going to... Well, I'd hope they're going got to. to they now. Yeah, right. you would think so. Especially now you've got... They, fair enough before you haven't got Ben Stokes, had you seen Oh, yeah, Stokes you're, is back into you, yeah, so... You're a bowler down, but now you've, there's no reason to not play play him. What do, you, what do we make of a Seba Mead? Do we think there's a chance he could get in? Because Zach Crawley is surely on borrowed, serious borrowed time at number three. 
True. But then, what are you going to do, put him three? Well, that seems to be the debate from some people, is whether you just go with three openers. and Because that, because they're going to be in early anyway. Well, yeah, and let's be honest, Zach Crawley has been pretty piss poor, if we're being brutally honest, as much as he's 267 was one of the best innings oh, in the last few years. Steve really got 40 batting three because he was literally getting there as we were going out. So, <laughs> don't mate. <laughs> <laughs> God, Steve really. Uh, so, yeah, I think Dan Lawrence is maybe likely to have that other that other spot if Ollie Pope isn't fit. He might get that middle order spot. There's plenty of bowling options again. And I think we all agreed it's going to be a, a test series where the best bowling lineup probably wins the series. Not necessarily, it's not going to come down much to the batsman. You wouldn't have felt, especially having seen the Indian batsman face what well, is, let's be honest, not the greatest county championship 11 lineup um, yesterday. And they were all out for, was it 311 this morning? Why is, yeah. who is it? Someone's batting for Sunday. Why Washington is he batting four for the county side? Well, I think because they wanted to get him some batting practice against the Red Bull in England because I don't think he's ever really played that much. And I think, one, yeah, and I think um, they've got a good spin around the Jack Carson, who I believe obviously bowled well on the first day, and I believe has been bowling at Virat Kohli throughout lunch today. So what I don't get is they're not going to have like some like like Broad and people aren't going to have much time before like game practice before the actual series. So why would you not chuck them in? I guess people are actually going to play against them. Give them a bit of. I guess they don't want it just to become. India versus England minus five, three players, four players. And I'm guessing they're thinking mm. they didn't want to make it that. I'm assuming England will have some form of practice game, probably not this week, but well, I'm guessing the week after. They'll have when they first meet up, they'll have some form of practice game. Whether a few players from counties get sort of come in to make up the 22 to have a practice game because there's only 17 at the moment. Whether that happens i wouldn't be too shocked to be fair um but i think we'll go through what we think the test 11 should be next week so obviously it starts in i think two weeks today and it the series something like that so we'll have a little chat about it then and talk about what team we'd be picking next week we'll talk about that and what team we'd be picking for trent bridge right i guess the most anticipated one way or another competition in cricket starts tonight Starts with a women's game. It's the 100. Um, Oval Invincibles take on Manchester Originals at the Oval. Then the men's kick off tomorrow. Um, it's available watch on BBC. I think there's so many games on BBC. dozen or so games. All the games are on uh, Sky Sports. I believe Sky Sports might be showing a lot of the women's games via YouTube as well. So that you don't necessarily have to have Sky Sports to watch them. Um, so it'll be available to watch off. I think highlight shows are on BBC at different points as well. So I think it's going to be out there and all over your TVs in terms of BBC for the next however many weeks it is, from the next 32 days, I believe it is. Um, first of all, who are you supporting? I'm going to go to Dude. Uh, I genuinely don't know what half the teams are called. <laughs> Not really got that much interest in it. But they're like, where is it, Birmingham or Lancashire? Birmingham Phoenix. Yeah, they'll do. They'll do. You be them ones, mate. What's your team? Manchester Originals. Yeah, any of them two. Either of them two will do. Closest will ones. <laughs> Closest ones, fair enough. Jono, any interest? Um, interest, yeah. 
Bit Any allegiance or not? Because I'm white and I'm male. So. <laughs> Keep seeing online that I'm not allowed to support it because I'm white and male and I'm above uh, the age of 20, so therefore that's not allowed. It's not for me, apparently. But hey ho. Um, you've got to go with the Manchester Originals, haven't you? <laughs> Class. Um, back in Noel and Liam. Gallagher, if only. Yeah, correct. I'd love to see them pair. Yeah, you'll get them pair together. <laughs> yeah, well, that too. I think there might be a few run Opposite outs. Opposite maybe. <laughs> be a bit like Steve Warren, Shane Warren. I want to see... I want to see the Welsh fire do well because it's the shittest name. <laughs> shittest name, nicest kit. You think nicest kit, really? Yeah, big fan of the kit. Oh, I see. Manchester we Originals. We're going to watch Manchester Originals versus Southern Brave, mate. Who plays <laughs> oh, Manchester Originals, by that point, they won't have Butler, but they'll have Phil uh. Salt, Parkinson. Carlos Brathwaite, I think, is it Ingram or Munro they have? I can never remember which one. Um, decent enough. And then Southern Brave should be Joffre Archer, Timor Mills, Chris Jordan, Colin de Grandhomme, Devin Conway, Quinton de Kock. They're, they're the right? favourites to win, they've mate, won, yeah. They won. are the favourites to win it. I don't think that's Do you, any is shock. Is there a women's game on at the same, like, the same... So the women's yeah. game's on first, and the women's game's are first. You then have basically a gig for half an hour. Then you have the oh, men's well, game. And you have a gig after. So on Saturday, I'm going to watch Trent Rockets versus Southern Braves. I'm going to piss it down. Um, and we've got Jake Bug doing a two sets. So to be fair, not bad for tickets. That and anyway, they concentrate. We're kind of on a podcast, so we're not going to match. Terrell's Crisps. Terrell's Crisps. Yeah, great sponsors. Um, I'm hoping for some free crisps. Butter kissed popcorn. Classic. Do you remember what we stopped on Tin when we went watching? Even though we're on a podcast, I just had to chuck that what, in. Mate? And we watched Jake Bug. Jake Bug? Might not have been him. We watched Jamie T, mate. Oh, it was him. That was him. Oh, yeah. Jamie T when we stopped on a a barge. I remember, mate. I remember. I'd stopped on a barge on a stag do. Quite good, to be fair, but Mm. I mean, I think we're on on a cricket podcast, not a boating one, but whatever floats your boat, mate. Hey! Hey, I didn't even mean that. Uh, So, so, yeah, so the 100's kicking off. Anyone in particular excited to see? Because obviously, I know people say, "Oh, it's still it's not the best players because India aren't eight and the Australians have pulled out." But there's still names in it that you're unlikely to see or haven't seen as much of in English cricket. I'm quite interested to see De Kock and Conway for Southern Brave um, and Rashid Carney. I know he's obviously played for Sussex quite a bit, but still interested to see him live on Saturday. Um, any others that jump out at you as players you desperate to see? I don't even know who's left because at the Orchid game. Like, yeah, the Orchid game liked. changed. Um, yeah, that, Maxwell, that's... he's not in it anymore, is he? No, see, so Maxwell sadly isn't in it anymore. Basically, all the Aussies dropped out, which I guess is understandable. You can't blame the ECB. You can't really blame the Aussies either. It's just one of them things that COVID. You can always blame the Aussies, mate. Yeah, I mean, I'm interested to see Finn Allen, but obviously we all we've, we all know about Finn Allen. Um, Amy's in it again. Adam Milne's in it. who's obviously a good player. Josh English has been class um, in the blast, so I'd be interested to see him. You, Colin Munro it was for Manchester Original, so I, I sort of remembered. Lockie Ferguson, I'm desperate to see him for Manchester Originals because I just think Lockie's class. Uh, sadly, Sandy Lamishan's had to pull out because they wouldn't give him a visa, so that Shamsi from um, South Africa's in for him. 
You've got Glenn Phillips, Jimmy Neesham, so decent players. Faf Duplessis, I'm quite looking forward to seeing him next Wednesday, actually. Um, How many games are you going? Mate, got, may have got three tickets thanks to being an activator for All Stars and Dynamo, so uh, club together a couple of people to make sure that we could go a couple of games, mate, you know. Um, but yeah, should be. I'm sure it's going to be really good cricket. I know people are moaning about it and people who aren't the target audience, the 50-year-old white men that buying 80% of cricket tickets in the UK will not be happy because it affects their Somerset or whatever. Um, but let's be honest, it's going to be really good cricket because there's really good players in it. And I think it'll be interesting to see how it all works. I guess the only que- other question I've got before we start looking at other, back, back at, shall we say, the more traditional normal cricket is what do you think has to happen for it to be a success? What does a successful the 100 look like? at the end of this season or going forward. So just obviously that's very, what it's all about. Just very entertaining games, like more or less every single game. <laughs> yeah, I think for me it's got to be entertaining cricket that actually does hit the target audiences. So it, women and kids are interested in it. It is on the BBC. People are watching it on the BBC. It's not just being ignored. People are talking about it. People who maybe aren't normally interested in cricket and kids that aren't normally bothered about cricket and only just bothered about football are actually interested in out playing cricket because of in it. Good or... weather. Well you yeah. That, so there might be a lot of games abandoned. Well that's always the worry in it, I guess. And I guess again being a success is not having massive COVID outbreaks and stuff like that and keeping people's interest because as much as I know people say, oh they should have just given the money to the blast and made the blast better. I hate to tell people, but it's nigh on impossible to follow the blast. You got eighteen teams playing, and it just it just goes on for so long because there's that many teams, and you've got such a it's such a difficult task to keep a track a track of. And without being funny, people a kid from Stoke isn't going to necessarily want to support any of them teams when when you've got eighteen teams, you can't have that good of players in your team. You might have three or four good players, but then they gain a bit shoddy by the time you get down to your tenth and eleventh player. Whereas with eight teams, every kid's going to hopefully be able to recognise four, five, six really good players in each team and get into it. So I think it's all about probably this year just getting through it and it being a complete tournament would be the one. I think the bigger task is making it successful for four or five years and making people actually want it to carry on once all the contracts have run out and broadcast deals are done. Jono, I feel like you'll have some thoughts on that. Um, Dewey's out, mate. To be honest, for me, um, I mean it's another game of cricket, so obviously I'm not fussed. But in terms of measuring its impact, it's going to be a pretty hard one to measure. I suppose you can measure impact with your viewer ratings, who's watching, and also your participation numbers. They're the main two things that they created it for to create a brand of cricket for other people to enjoy. So. I'm not particularly tuned into it, I'll be honest, just because I'm. it doesn't change my opinion of anything. It's just cricket with some good players, so hopefully it's just decent decent enough to watch. Um, proof will be in the pudding, I suppose, but how they measure it, I don't know, and how quickly it'll happen. Again, I'm not so sure. Yeah, I think there's lots of question marks. Um, hopefully some get answered as... It kicks off tonight and starts to go over the next few weeks. 
I hope it's a success because, let's be honest, even with All-Stars and Dynamos being really good and getting a lot of kids in, I think it's fair to say we still need a lot more kids playing cricket and we need probably more buy-in from normal schools and not just sort of the private schools and the odd school here and there. So hopefully you might see some sort of buy-in, but I think that's as much down to how the ECB. That's not as much probably down to the cricket and as much down to the ECB and what they do, I guess, isn't it? Which is always the worry. Moving back to North, to well, I say normal cricket, the usual cricket. West Indies won four one versus Australia. Dick the Australians. Jono, how do you feel about that? Bit thrilled, mate. West Indies good at cricket. <laughs> That's what we like to. T twenty cricket. Yeah, T twenty cricket. Yeah, T twenty cricket in the World Cup year. Yeah, I think they will be the. I want to say the dark horses, but I don't even think the dark horses. You can't I think say it's... that, mate. That's racist. Hey. Only race if you take it. Oh, now we've been shut down. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. But, yeah, I think that I would put it between them, India, and ourselves for for who wins. They've got the second best uh, top six or seven after us. Yeah. 42-year-old Christopher Henry playing. Oh, we can test At number three. I believe he may have even bowled an over or two, possibly. Which is always good fun. Um, looking around at other cricket, obviously, as we say, county cricket, 11 of Took on India, 11. Um, India were all out for 311. Uh, runs for KL Rahul, who at 101. Jadeja got 75. Other than that, nothing really to shout out about, really. Uh, wickets, we've got four for Craig Miles, two for Lyndon James, two for Patterson White and one for Jack Carson. Looking at County Select 11, they are currently, as I speak, according to Crick Info, 169 for six, with Hasiba Mead 99 not out of 226 balls. Definitely going out on nine, oh, I hope not. Uh, Jake Libby only managed 12, which was a shame. Rob Yates only managed one. Washington Sundar one, as we've said. Will Rhodes 11. Lyndon James 27. James Rue, who I believe is making his first-class debut as wicketkeeper as well. Fair play to him, but he only managed two off 30 balls. Him and Patterson White's in at the moment. Um, and uh, Patterson White's just hit a four by the looks of it. I was got excited then, thought Asiba Mead might have made his turn. Three wickets there for Umesh Yadav. Um, I believe Sivaj even had a bit of a word with Sundar at one point as well today, which is quite funny. Yeah. Royal London One Day Cup kicks off tomorrow, I believe. I think it's tomorrow, some of the games are kicking off. Um, Obviously, become a bit of a second-rate competition because of the hundred, and then the blast. The blast group stage is finally, finally finished. Um, after seeming to go on for quite a while and being affected, I think it's fair to say by COVID and injuries at a lot of clubs. Um, finishing top of the northern group was Notts Outlaws, followed by Yorkshire Vikings, Lancashire, and Birmingham Bears. Worcestershire just missing out on qualifying after a couple of good years in the T20s. Um, in the su- Southern Group, Kent topped the table, followed by Somerset, Sussex and Hampshire stole away in there on net run rate um, on the last last game. Um, Surrey just missing out because of that and Gloucestershire just missing out as well by just a point. Hampshire Hawks, fair play to them. I mean, they looked like they had no chance of going through. But then go and knock off, I think it was something like 189 and 13 overs to qualify on net run rate. Pretty good dig, that. Yeah, I've got two very good T20 openers, though. 
Yeah, Vince and Darcy Short had them something like 80 for one, didn't they? Off, yeah. Not many, shall we say. Um, so, pretty pretty rapid. And that means that the quarterfinals will be Yorkshire versus Sussex, Notts versus Hampshire. I think Notts versus Hampshire is probably the pick of the games. Big game there. Uh, Somerset versus Lancashire, which I'm, I'd say is also another big game between two of the big counties. And then Kent versus Birmingham Bears is the last one. So that should be interesting. Now, I believe, dude, now we're done with cricketing news, you might be buggering off to go watch The Purge. I am, mate. I am. Well, we'll let you disappear and go and enjoy The Purge, unless you want to talk us through the fact that you lost to me in the predictions this week. No. I no, I didn't think you would. Well, enjoy The Purge, mate. No, no, that, that's wrong. Oh, here we go. You're wrong because you said what was the lowest run scores on the Saturday. And oh. Portel versus Cheadle had no run scored at all. So I'm sure, in our pit, that surely I've won that. Say that again, mate. Didn't you so you, oh, so you're trying to claim a point to, there. He's trying to claim that a game that never happened is a lowest lowest runs, mate. If you want to do that, dude, that's perfectly fine. But based on that, I can then class that me saying that it'd be a draw, that there'd be no winner, means that I also claim a point for calling it a draw when you said Cheadle would win, mate. So either way, I win. Yeah, I yeah whatever. You win. Whatever. <laughs> At I'll, least you did better than last week, though, eh, mate? <laughs> message me the thing is the games and I'll do my predictions. <laughs> well, that's what I like to hear. Right, Jono, do you want to talk us through all of the North Staff action as dude, the ginger one leaves us to go on his date night? Yeah. Well, Enjoy your not, four-way, mate. It's not just mine, mate. <laughs> yeah. Double dating. Double dipping. <laughs> oh, God. See you later, lads. See you in a bit, mate. Right, Jono. Yeah. Right. Go, be all sensible now he's gone. Right, okay. Let's kick things off then by announcing first and foremost the postponement. So you will have seen that um, for the first time they have been creeping in. But for the first time across all divisions, there was a number of COVID postponements across all leagues uh, this weekend. Now, if anyone's unsure of the rules, there is a full investigation uh, following every COVID postponement by the league committee. Now, I understand uh, it's a bit of breaking news today that I've just heard throughout the parish that um, the first COVID uh, lost game of the season a few weeks ago, Wood Lane ending, um, was investigated by the league and that has been completed, that investigation. Um, and it's been found that um, Endon were in the wrong. So Wood Lane have indeed been awarded the full um, full points uh, Can I ask in what way in what way are they considered in the wrong? Have they just not uh, got enough players unavailable? Is that the I believe so. I'm, I'm very, very unsure about what the rules are. Um and to be honest with you, I think everyone is. I think they are very, very um I think they're very broad for the very reason that then the league can make uh, executive decisions on a case by case basis. I'm sure there are more there is more to that, but I wouldn't want to comment on the league's behalf. But there you go. Piece of breaking news for you. I believe that um, Wood Lane have been awarded their points um, from the game that was uh, postponed due to COVID reasons from ending a few weeks ago. That was the first postponement of the year, I believe. Um, yeah, as far as I remember. About, well, just before halfway, wasn't it? About three weeks yeah. ago? Yeah. Like just as the isolation um, started to bite, wasn't it, because of schools? Yeah, I mean, there is um, there was a host of um, postponements this weekend. So in the Premier Division, Cheadle... Cheadle lost all of their senior games um, uh, this weekend. So Cheadle Portill in the Prem was off. 
um, in Division 1. Um, we had Endon versus Lisey, it was off. Newcastle and Hartsell versus Audley was off. Um, in Division 2, I think it was just the one game, All Sages, Sandbach, oh, um, and Silverdale Balsam, which we'll come to later, um, was also called off. Um, and then in Division 3, um, Hanford, Cheadle, obviously involving Cheadle, second team, was also off. Um, so a host of postponements. There were more further down the league table. Obviously, we just focus on the top three divisions each week. So um, as far as I'm aware, having our second team were involved in the postponement because we would do, our second team would use to play Newcastle and Arts Hill's second team. Uh, the league informed me that no matter if all the proof, the evidence, um, anything that's sent or said, there is a full investigation by the league in every circumstance. So um, rest assured, all things will be followed through properly, and if the league was uh, believing there was any wrongdoing, they will take action. The only thing I don't know is whether that affects the team who've postponed the game, whether they are um, taken, because normally in a conceded fixture, points are taken away, aren't they? So yeah, um, I'd be very interested to see what happens there, mm. especially uh, in with promotion and relegation still taking place this year. Anyway. Onto the Premier Division, some games that actually took place. Um, Ashcombe Park weren't able to back up their victory, uh, first victory of the season last uh, week, and Burslem took home 23 points. Um, Sam Rowley with 55, since they made their way to 172. Um, Ashcombe Park could only muster 112 all out there. Um, no one making 30 for Ashcombe Park. Wicket shared round, but 4 for 11 for Michael Brown, while bold that man. And me and Aid both got it right. Nine overs, and you both got it right. Absolutely makes a change, right? Does make a change, yeah. You're right. Yeah. Uh, Cheetah Portel, as I say, would have been a great game at the top, but that was uh, called off because of Covid. Uh, Meekins 23 point winners against Bagnall. Uh, Bagnall put on a de- decent fist of it in the end. Meekins were 246 all out. Um, contributions pretty much all the way down throughout the top, but then a big partnership between Paul Byrne and Carl High. Uh, both going past 40 and Carl I approaching 60 towards the end with 30 extras. Um, Bagnall, not a bad effort, just in mould, finished 62, not out. Didn't really have anyone to support him and they ended 185 or out. Um, third fixture of the day, two teams heading in opposite directions, unfortunately. Leak were 125 all out, long to knock them off for four. Um, only really one for Leek in a team that gets bowled out for 125. Sam Slater made 62 of them, which is a great effort. Um, really held the innings together there as best he could. Um, Longton knocked them off for four. I noticed no pro for Longton. Um, mm. Said Ali, Said something Ali. like that, yeah. Um, no pro for Longton this week, but they knocked them off for four in 32. There's Tom Hope had a great day. Um, not only did he end up 12. Uh, not out at the end of that Longton innings, but also he got five for 14 off 11. I believe he had figures of five for nine at one point in time uh, before he finished his overs. That's very well bowled. Very, very um, well. Checkley Marshall shared the points 12 and 13 um, apiece. Um, and Whitmore won another game beating um, Stone. Stone 124 all out in pursuit of 213 for nine off their overs. Um, friend of the pod, Matt McCall, 75, really uh, hunkered down for um, Whitmore, having been 113 for five, needing their captain's knock, um, gone up to 213. 
Stone could only muster 120 yard. Sam Green with 50. Nothing much else to write home about in there. Your results in the Prem. Do you want me to go quickly through how we did on predictions? Just super fast because I can't be asked. Shoot. Basically, uh, five, five out of five results right from me. Dude went for Stone, so he only got four out of five. We both got it wrong on who was going to be the high scoring game, but a low scoring game, technically, if you're not listening to Lalo, I got right with Leap versus Longton. So just gone ahead of Dude in the, in the prediction table, which is why he's shot off, really. Not a bad effort. Um, in terms of the league table in the Prem, Leek have dropped down into the bottom two. Um, bit of a switcheroo there with Whitmore. Whitmore crawl themselves out, especially with a 20-point um, points penalty as well. Mm. Um, without that 20-point points penalty, uh, they'd find themselves comfortably at halfway. But um, Ashton Parker still need a couple more wins to get themselves back in touch. Leek still well in touch, and there's, there's probably three or four teams there still looking over the shoulder. Um which unbelievably in- included within that is probably Cheadle, who were top not a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, Mickens and Longton have to picking up um, a few wins on the bounce now, starting to put some distance between them and the rest. Uh, Mickens are top with 200 points and Longton second with 195. They're over 30 points away now from Sheckley in third place. Um, so that's your roundup of the Premier Division. Um, if we dip into Division 1, obviously only the uh, was it four games on show in Division 1. Elworth uh, just squeaked home against Blythe in the end. Bold Blythe out for 118 um, after Blythe won the toss and elected to bat. Um, Alex Heslock with 31. Um, only one other person, that was Chris Dyer, going past 20. Um, Elworth seven down in the end. Uh, a few squeaky bums there. Ash Rogers with uh, better than a runner ball, 41. Um, getting the bulk of them. But another win for Elwith. Um, obviously, we've already spoken about uh, Endon, at least it being off. Nyapersley, big winners against um, Eccleshill in what looked like a, a low-scoring but good game on a, on a warm day. Uh, Nyapersley made their way to 155 for nine off their overs. Um, a few chips in all the way down to the top six. Um, and then Darren Butler with 35 a bit further down, really. Um, pushing to that 155, some patient knocks there. Um, three wickets for Scott Winnington uh, and four for Miles Coughlin, four for 26. Um, Eccleshaw couldn't do it though, stumbled away to 131 all out. Um, Dan Byatt with 33 in the middle, um, Feeder Singh with 23, but really nothing else to write him about as they were bundled out inside 45 overs. Um, Joe Dutton with four for 28. And I personally, and uh, Mohammed Afridi, the pro, with three for 28 as well. Um, big win for Nye personally. Big, big win. David. Mm, scoring game. Sounded a good game, though. Yeah. Well, let's that. Um, story of the day in Division One, really. Story of the day. Um, Little Stoke picked up their first win um, of the season in a game probably no one expected them to do so in against uh, High Flyers Hemith. They've now lost two in a row. Uh, Hemith. Could only muster 139 all out of 40 overs. Um, Matt Hodson with 32, Callum Lisa with 29. Really not a lot else to uh, write home about. Wickets shared out amongst the Little Stoke boys. Um, and it took a great knock really from the pro just to see a few nerves away. Um, so Ranga got 70 off 51 balls, seven fours, three sixes. Um, James Eccleston as well, 32 off 23. Get a bit of a biff man in the middle there. 
Um, Go on, Echo. And really, yeah, so we'll move the line. Big win for Little Stoke. Hopefully that gets them going a little bit. Um, knocking 140 off in 20 overs, basically six down. Um, tough day at the office for Hem Heath. Two in a row. Tough day mm. at the office. Um, Newcastle and Hartsell versus Sordley was called off, as we've spoken about, and Wood Lane uh, notched another win. Um, with the bonus of them getting their points awarded from the ending game, um, I think that makes it three on the bounce now for Wood Lane. Yeah. Include that one. Um, Sandy Fig could only muster 189 off their overs. Um, John Barnett with 41. Um, and Gareth Rigby with 52. Um, Wicket shared out for Wood Lane. And they knocked it off quite comfortably in the end, off 36 overs. Um, only the three wickets down. Dan Braley anchored the innings with 65. And then Omar Ali um, came in and gave it a bit of a biff man with 62. Um, including five six, so I'd imagine that the damage, most of the damage, will have come from him because there's no way, mm. no balls on there, but also thirty two extras as well. Um, All batted. Mm. So a big win for Wood Lane. Predictions uh, in Division One, Turner. We only did prem, mate. We decided we couldn't keep a track of every league, mate. We'd be here all week. <laughs> We're useless like that. Mm. Um, League but table's the, interesting, though, isn't it? League tight. table is very interesting. Very, very tight amongst the top three. Nipers have put themselves very much um, in amongst it now with Hem Heath's results, who've lost two in a row. Alworth still uh, top of the tree, there or thereabouts, 203 points. Hem Heath slipping to second with 197, and Nipers up to third with 193. Bit of distance between them and Eccleshill in fourth. Um, about 20-odd points, more than a victory away. Um so it'll be interesting to see how they go in the next few weeks and if they can continue to put that distance. Um, and at the bottom, it's just all tightened up just a little bit. Wood Lane have certainly put some, some distance between them and the bottom two, which is good for them. Um, a couple of other clubs getting dragged into it that you might not suspect or expect to do so. So Ending have slipped just a couple of points above the bottom two, only 20 points away. Sandyford, after um, a reasonable first half of the season, are only 17 points away. Um, and Lysit won't be um, totally comfortable with their position. Only um, 36 points away from the bottom two. Little Stoke got themselves back within striking distance now. 12 points away from Blythe in 11th. And then only, uh, what's that, 19, uh, 29 points away from Sandyford. So only a couple of weeks swing now. So it's not such a big swing. Uh, three or four weeks away. Will require, a few, will require a few more wins, however. Yeah. Just a few. Um, on to Division 2 then. All Sage of Sandback, we've already discussed, was off because of COVID. Um, Portil second 11 with a good win against Oakamore. Portil made the way to 199 off their 45 overs. Took a really, really important innings by Will Kill. Gareth Killer with 88, not better than a run of ball. I'm told, by the way, Killer played one of the most ridiculous ramp shots you've ever seen in club cricket. Um, sadly, not caught on camera, but I'm told it was class. Uh, I'll take your word for it, but I can believe it from person in question. Don't you worry. <laughs> um, Oakmore could only manage 175 all out. Um, Jonathan Clowes with a, a very impressive 73 off 42 balls um, down the order, which included six sixes, but um, a bit of a lone hand in the end. Only a couple of other people making 20, and they were 175 all out, um, five overs before their allocation. But had to stay patient there, Porto, because they made themselves to. 60 for none also, and then all of a sudden ended up 73 for five. Um, so, yeah, it took a bit of time. Five wickets for Jake Plummer, five for 20, 29 off his 10 overs, which is a great little uh, 
Great little spell there. Um, next one down, Roe Park won another game, uh, this time against Cavers Wall, who've just started slipping the last couple of weeks. Cavs Wall could only must 147 or out. Um, of 43 overs. Uh, Craig Grimley with 43. Elliot Wright, captain, with 43. Other than that, not much to write home about at all. The big wicket of the Rat Thomas, second ball duck, um, first over of the game. Um, not great there. Uh, three wickets apiece for Darren Snape and Ian Harding. Um, Road Park, reasonably comfortable. Knocked him off five wickets down. Martin Dawson, better than a runner ball, 77. Uh, Cosmos Cupid with 23. What uh, a name. Great name. Great name, better bloke. Sounds um, like a porn star's name, let's be fair. Let's put it yeah. out there. Cosmos Cupid should yeah. be in some form of porno, surely. Correct, you'd have thought so. You would have thought so, but there we go. Um, knocked them off quite comfortably inside uh, 38 overs. Um, what have we got here? My computer's giving up. Stafford uh, took a bit of a beating at the hands of Norton Nails. Norton Nails <laughs> making two themselves um, to oh. 218 off their overs. Uh, Jack Fern of all the mainstay. And Stafford only uh, folded to 75 all out. Uh, Cashy Valley Moon in the wickets. And also Ant Sheehan with a great spell of bowling. Always a tough deck up at Stafford. I've actually watched the highlights of that, being that I've got seven weeks off. Uh, <laughs> watch the wickets on Stafford's live stream. Always a good laugh. Some questionable, some questionable umpiring. Um, across both innings. I'll leave that there. If anyone from Norton Nails or Stafford wants to comment, I'll let you do it. But um, <laughs> certainly didn't look great on, um, on camera. Um, then I suppose I'll best comment on the boys before I get to the real talk and quitting Division 2. Yeah, go um, on. Bignall End, uh, comfortable winners against Meareth on Saturday. Uh, Bignall End made the way to 254 for seven off their overs. Yeah, big big day. Uh, I missed a very big, big day out. Seven ball duck for yours truly. First duck in four years, as mentioned. In fact, I think we were one for two uh, and ended up getting 254. Good effort. Um, Contributions everywhere. Steve Brealey, Sammy Zaroof, Pro, Adam Sincock, Ben Dixon, Lally even chipped in with a dozen or so. 41 extras as well, hopefully. Oof. Um, Amiri ended up 110, 111, something like that, all out. Um, Mohamed Wasim, some lad who opened up, left-hander, did okay. Um, Lalo ended up with 2 for 12, which was good. Steve yeah, Bealey, upside down, had four for 16 off his 10, including five maidens. There was also six wides amongst those 16 as well, I might add. Yeah. Um, and the pro chips in with three for 23 as well. So, Just um, a, sh yeah. a shout that dude let me know before, before we started the pod that he didn't actually run, come in off his correct run-up, apparently, for that yeah, first so ball. We he a, went we off the wrong wicket, mark. We took a wicket first ball of the innings. And, um, yeah, can confirm that dude ran off the wrong line. Uh, it looked like he was hop, skipping and jumping like Jonathan Edwards, the triple jumper. <laughs> Balled an absolute nut to Zach Hale, Mary's keeper, who turned up hungover, was then made to keep wicket in the blazing sun for 45 wow. overs whilst we wrapped up 250. And then got one that scooted straight on at him, kept a little bit low, hit him in front of all three, and I think he might have been walking off before the umpire could raise his finger. <laughs> um, I hope it was hair of the dog, though. Yeah, great shout though to the lads on the balcony. So Ollie Edwards came in for Mary and gave it a little bit of tap for a couple of overs. And um, someone on the balcony was giving Lal quite a lot of shit 
I believe yeah, Aid believes he may be Mr. Bendag. Uh, how is that who it was? He believes it may have been one of the people. Well, absolute highlight of uh, my day on Saturday was hearing a booming voice from the balcony go, Lello, your podcast shit. <laughs> uh, and then immediately after getting Ollie Edwards out um, and then just sticking his tongue out and shouting, come on. That was the, the highlight of my day, for sure. Oh, that, was, uh, that was a good time, for sure. Um, mm. Yeah, but I suppose I best shout out my cousin Nick, who had a better day. Nearly second team won their first game in Division Four, so he won't forgive me uh, if I don't mention that. Did let me know about it afterwards, obviously. Oh, he let me know as well, mate. <laughs> but it is what it is. Um, story of the day, though. I'll go through the Come league on. table um, first before I talk about <laughs> this. Norton Nails are taking over top spot with Sandbach not playing. 189 and 182 points respectively. A 12 point gap to Portel. And I'd say it's probably competition between those three because there's then about 30 points to Silverdale in fourth. And just the um, 32 points to us, the lads. Go on, the lads. In fifth, we sneaked away up to fifth. A couple of oh, lads. four to six points in a couple of weeks. Um, Stafford now firmly rooted to the bottom on 108 points. Uh, Miri slipped back into the bottom two. And then, then basically anywhere from Road Park in 10th to yeah, probably us and Silverdale in fourth. Um, still probably looking backwards rather than forwards because everyone's beating each other. Um, so literally everywhere from 10th to 4th is within basically a game of each other. So we're uh, um, going to be very tight, very, very tight. All teams basically have won four, five or six games in that gap. Uh. So we're uh, very tight. Um, so if you've not heard the news from... Uh, Silverdale Ballston, I'm going to um, both praise and leather an umpire here. <laughs> um, so, first innings at Ballston Silverdale took place. Ballston made their way to 180, all out of 34 overs. Like, well batted, lads. Let's not fuck about here. Let's just get on with it and get on with it quick. <laughs> Why not? Um, Jack Davis and George Horbrook got um, most of them, basically. Um, one, two, three four, five, six, seven, seven single-figure scores. A first first-team fifer for young Matt Moore as well, five for 26, well bowled that man. Um, but I suppose the story of the day is uh, it's abandonment. So uh, during tea, uh, one of the umpires came off and found that he'd had notification of a positive COVID test. Um, now, you might be wondering, well, why is he umpiring or why is he doing anything for a positive COVID test? He was not told to go for a positive COVID test. He was showing no symptoms of a positive COVID test. The umpire um, took it upon it himself um, to basically go and get one as he'd been umpiring at All Sage in the week. And he found out through hearsay that All Sage had had a COVID outbreak. So he went for his own peace of mind. So before we jump on the umpire's back and say, absolutely ridiculous that he went, if he was showing symptoms, absolutely ridiculous if he was told twice late etc etc um that didn't happen however uh, you have got someone going to a game of cricket having gone for a pcr test which as we all know um we are not strictly supposed to do so on one hand giveth the other hand taketh away <laughs> so let's not bash this umpire too much but umpire what the fuck were you doing <laughs> um, so that caused the game to be abandoned. Obviously, there'd been players who had potentially been in close contact with said umpire, so the decision was taken to abandon it at half time. And then imagine a full investigation 
um, will be in place. Looking for a new cricket equipment partner for yourself or your club can sometimes be tricky with so many options to choose from. How do you make the right choice? When you want quality, value and service, there really is only one place to start. For more than a decade, Woodstock Cricket have been producing award-winning, high-performance cricket bats from their Shropshire workshop. Matched with their classy soft goods, luggage and accessories, Woodstock Cricket really do tick all the boxes. Get in touch with Woodstock Cricket and find out why many loyal clubs, players and international customers can't be wrong at info at woodstockcricket.co.uk. So Johnny was out to leave me now as well as dude, so I guess I'll finish off really quickly with Div 3, a little look at next week, and then that'll be it. Good night from us. So looking in Div 3, Audley couldn't manage to chase down a big total set by Stone. A couple of guy run scores for Stone as they made 263 for 6 declared on 41.5 overs. Audley all out for 202. Good effort from them, but couldn't quite manage it. Checkley won by 85 runs. They posted 218 for six. I think it was Tom Carrion got a big ton there for them. Drew 133 all out. Wasn't to be despite trying to hold on for the draw. Mickens twos won yet again. Um, 132 for four right, after chasing 131 that was set by Eccleshaw. Craig Sinclair with a 40 odd there for Eccleshaw. Greek Mahal doing the job um, with the balls worth four for, for Mickens. Hanford Cheadle, as we've already said. Was off because of COVID. Emmy won a great game against my boys Wedges. Wedges ones one four six all out. Probably in reality nowhere near enough. I think there's forty odd there from Jaleel and twenty five now out from Ram. And um, they tried the best to to win it, but Emmy just got themselves over the line nine down. Um, a couple of fours at the end from I think it was Ben Topley just about got them over the line. And what was a very 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 tight game. Um, the main run scores there for Hemheath were uh, Shafiq Hussain with 44 and Wazim Khan with 41. Gaz Kinsey got two, Mace got two, but the big man Ram, four for there, well done Ramzan. And then Modishal beat Longton, they batted first, 210 all out. Good effort there from Mod. Uh, Tom Phillips with 40, Josh Renshaw there with 54 as well. Um, three ducks to finish in the space of four balls, it seems, there for Modishal. Unlucky lads. Uh, Ryan Alwell with a forfeit, but Marshall went and won the game. Um, not a good start. Top order didn't do well, particularly. I think it's fair to say for Longton. Um, Ryan Alwell got 40, though. Corbin Boone got 34 to try and give him a little bit of a sniff. But it wasn't to be. Fear Wiley, three for Rory Jones with two for as Longton were one for two all out. And that is how it finished all up in Div 3. Just having a quick look at the table over in Div 3. Um, up at the top end of the table, you've now got Modern Alton 2s, just ahead of Stone 2s, who are in second. Meekins 2s aren't far behind either. And then at the bottom end of the table, Audley are bottom by quite a way. Wedgwood uh, about tw just, I think it's 18 points above in 11, and then 7 points in front of them are Crew with Hemif 2s and Hanford 2s now, just a little bit more comfortable starting to pull away. Big game as Wedges take on crew at the weekend. Right then, so that is the roundup in terms of the results. Star of the weekend was won by Andy uh, Whitehurst from Bagnall and Norton. There was some really 
good displays though, some great performances all round. Um, had a lot of nominations, to be honest, for the weekend. Uh, Steve Brealey was in there, with his 42 and 4 for 16. Aranga Rafniaka was in there, with his 3 for 29, his 17 out. Carl I was in there, 58 and then 4 for 44. But Andrew White is for 69 and 6 for 4. One with 47% of the votes. But as I say, there was lots and lots of people put up for that. Ant Sheeran, Wilco, Gary, Tom Ho, Adam Williams, Ryan Cheatham, Paul Byrne, and of course the umpire from Silverdale Balls was also put up there. Um, but yeah, so that was it really for last week. Looking ahead to this week, just in the Prem quickly. Uh, Ashcombe take on Modishall. There's Bagnall versus Whitmore. Burzum versus Stone. Checkley versus Cheadle. Huge top two tie between Longton and Meekins at Longton. Portal take on Leek. And that sums up basically the Prem in the coming week. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. We'll put our, we'll do our predictions in private. We'll let you know how we got on next week. I promise we won't. I won't let the lads fix it. Um, we'll, we'll make our predictions and we'll see how we've done next week. Hopefully, I'm still at the top of the table. Uh, last thing before I go, I just want to give a shout out to a friend of the pod, Jim Amos. Hasn't got a question in for us this week, but did have quite a big Saturday. Um, didn't play, uh, so. He was on a day session and decided to watch a live stream. Now, don't get me wrong. It's a mate's third year. You're out in the pubs. Not sure you should be spending your time really watching a YouTube stream or someone else. And the YouTube streams are great because you can watch other people's games, but not when you have a few too many ales and start making comments. Um, personal favourite comments. Your sister had a short back and sides and calls the kebab bloke Bossman. Your mum's a bricky and your dad sells Avon. And personal, personal favourite, your nan's got an OnlyFans account. Jim, we love you, mate. You're hilarious. But be careful, because I think a banning order may be coming your way. Right, that's us done for the week. And um, we'll be back again next week. Might be a bit later, because I'm in the 100 next Wednesday. So we might have to do it a little bit later, if we can't get it in beforehand. Send us your thoughts to the England test team. Of course, we'll be looking at that when it, as it'll be just over or just less than a week away by that point. Um, but as always, please follow us, subscribe to us, review us. Please go and check out Woodstock, our supporters, who continue to make the best bats and get out there. Please support Cry, whether it's helping out with Portal's Day for Nathan Butler by getting a raffle prize sorted for him, or whether it's just donating a couple of quid to get one of our bat stickers. It is greatly appreciated. And we'll be back next week. Go well at the weekend, guys. Enjoy the start of the 100, and we'll speak to you all soon. Cheers. Down at Third Man, the cricket podcast, proudly supported by Woodstock Cricket.